Hey everybody, welcome to DWZ Podcast with J-Rod, Deleted WrestleZone. So, I want to say happy late Thanksgiving for all of you guys. Sorry I haven't been posting any new episodes recently. Let's just say Thanksgiving has been taking toll all of us. I mean, everybody had to go shopping, get their groceries. Of course, you got family coming over, all that stuff. But we're today is November 28th of 2019. We're a day after Thanksgiving, so I have to say turkey is over. Hope everybody has nice turkey today. I know I have. So today's episode, I like to call, on episode four, I like to call it Tuesday Wrestling. Uh, you probably ask yourselves, why do I call it Tuesday Wrestling? Well, just to let you guys know, I actually watched three different wrestling shows at the same day. Not same time, same day. Now, you probably ask yourselves, which shows were they? What are they? Well, basically, you got one on TV, two of them on YouTube, so that's why. So, you probably ask yourselves, which ones do you watch on TV, which ones do you watch on YouTube? Well, the one on TV you watch is Impact Wrestling. You can catch it every Tuesday on Access TV. If you're living on the East Coast, that'll be, it'll start like around, I don't know, 8 o'clock down there. Over here, it'll be like 5, so basically, you get the, the idea, but... They're mostly broadcast all the way from Canada. So, basically, not to worry about that. Now, the other shows you watch on YouTube, that is AEW Dark and NWA Power. So, you can catch those shows however you want. Either you wait after the premiere day or afterward, however you want. It doesn't matter. I watched them anyway because I was bored this week. Since I go to school, I got nothing else to do but just watch wrestling. <laughs> so that's how I live my life. So let's start with Impact Wrestling. This past episode, they had a very interesting throwback show. Basically, they went back to the 80s of the time of the territorial areas. If you guys are uh, big fans of that, because, because uh, you know, back in the day, there was a lot of different promotions anywhere from like the NWA era, there's all this, but... They called this one Impact Provisional Wrestling Federation. Sounds kind of cheesy, but <laughs> but it was interesting. I watched it. It was more like an 80s style uh, kind of like small area. That kind of reminds me like uh, uh, clips that I saw from Deep South Wrestling. If you guys are not familiarized with that promotion, that used to be a developmental um, promotion for WWE back in the day. But now it's not. But let's start with the first match. But here's the, here's the deal. Um, a lot of these wrestlers from Impact actually were using names that kind of like fictional names. But I will tell who is and who plays what. So let's start with the first match. This one had, first match was Rip Razor, portrayed by Ace Austin, who is our current X Division champion. So he looks more like a punker, if you guys notice. With a cigarette and spike necklace. Like very spiky. Then you got Rapid Delivery Pete. Portrayed by Rich Swan. Rich uh, Rapid Delivery Pete. Dressed all in red. With sh- red shorts. Red collar shirts. And of course flip flops. Yeah. Try to picture that. I mean. You don't see that every day. But he also came out with boxes of pizza. Because he's a d- delivery guy. That's why. But it was a great match. It was so funny. I, I enjoyed it. I kept watching it over and over every single time. But the winner of that was actually um, 
rapid delivery Pete. And it was really great. And then they jump in with the interviewer, who's played by some guy I never heard of, but uh, he goes by Iceman. Yeah, it sounds like a Hitman type of name, but they were interviewing the, the who was at the time the International Commonwealth Television Champion, Julian Cumberbun, played by Ethan Page, who was managed by Sonny Sanders, played by Sammy Callahan. Now, I want to put a note on this character, Sonny Callahan's that he played. Uh, no, Sonny Sanders that Sammy played. He kind of reminds me a bit of Jim Cornette, you know. I know some of you guys hate him or love him or however you, or agree with him or however he is, but Sammy plays a very good version of of Jim Cornette. I mean, I don't know where he got the idea, but I have to say, Sammy, you get the thumbs up on this one. So, so the idea with this interview is that uh, Julian was putting his title on the line, but the stipulation is loser must leave town. And of course, as usual, like any interview, they'll make sure they, they're going to win. And this his opponent was downtown Danny Brown, who was played by Willie Mack. So basically, uh, downtown uh, took the challenge and he accepted it. And then we jump in with a tag team match, um, with starting with Excessive Force. Now, I don't remember what character names they had on these guys, but I can tell you who was in it. Fahala Ball. And, of course, D'Lo Brown. They look more like the Samoan versions of the Road Warriors. If you guys are big, Or the Legion of Doom. However you see it. But it was so funny. They were facing, against the hard workers, Otis and Hall, portrayed by Cody and Cousin Jake. Now, not Cody Rhodes. Just to reassure all of you. Um, they, these guys are like. Kind of like one of those uh, guys you see in wearing um, spenders and, of course, top hats. But it was an interesting match to see. And the victors, of course, were hard workers. But excessive force were not happy. And they attacked the hard workers because they will not tolerate the fact they lost to them. And then we jump in with this little promo by Dave and Jake Chris, who are a bunch of surfers making their announcement that they're heading to IPWF, which is Impact Provisional Wrestling Federation. And then we go to a match. Well, I wasn't too fond of this one. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you the winner. The winner is Johnny Swinger, who defeated Mark Gunderson. This is the same type of match we saw down at the recent Impact show, but but I wasn't too sold on it. And they go to another promo with this guy named Frank the Butcher, played by Rhino, saying he's coming to... IPWF. And then we have another interview with the Iceman, this time with the Rough Riders. Now, again, I don't know the name of these characters for the Rough Riders, but I can tell you who was involved. We had Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace, Alexa Nicole, and Jessica Havoc. Now, I have to say the way these women portray these characters was so awesome. I'm like, These girls are like the, the tough girls that you don't want to mess with. But it was so fun, you know. I, I enjoyed it, you know. It was so awesome. And then we jump in with a women's match. Uh, consisted of Jazzy Fitbody, played by Madison Rain, And Agnes Dearheart, who was portrayed by Alicia Edwards. Uh, Jazzy Fitbody looks more like a, a workout bit, you know. But it's so hilarious how this one turned out. And then out, uh, throughout the match, the, um, this character named Sebastian Baker... 
played by Jimmy Havoc comes out, he was like scouting Jazzy Fit Body for a while. And apparently from the story, what I'm being told, uh, Baker actually wants Jazzy to be, uh, well, Baker wants to be Jazzy's manager. And of course, after the match where Jazzy won the match, he had her sign a contract, and I don't know if she does sign it, but she gave the low blow to ba- Sebastian Baker and ripped off the contract. So it's kind of hilarious how it goes. And then we finally go to our eight-man tag team match, consisted of the Rough Riders, but they're facing against... Now, you're probably going to tell me what you think when I mention the names. They're facing Tim Burr, Played by Josh Alexander, Gymnasium, played by Des, Phil Games, uh, played by Trez, and Race Tracks by Wentz. Yeah, the, the, those names are kind of hilarious. Timber, you know, like we cut the tree, Timber, and then there's Gymnasium. Well, you got, you got a fitless coach, uh, coach, and really short shorts. You haven't seen in years. And then there's Phil Game, I don't know. And then there's Racetrack. So you got interesting names, but it's so hilarious how they went with it. And, of course, the winners were the Rough Riders on this one. Then they jump into the Body Slam Challenge by Congo Kong. Now, they never mentioned the manager that much, but uh, he put out a challenge saying that he's willing to give out $3,000 whoever can Body Slams Congo Kong. Now, the first recipient was Mr. Atlantis. And of course he failed. Uh, but they never. I never. I don't think I know who this guy is. Maybe he's one of those backstage extras. I don't know. Uh, it kind of got me off. And then here comes the next challenger, who is a Canadian resident, but in reality he's not. Is Muscle McGee, played by Brian Cage, and he wanted the challenge, but the manager said no, that it's too late. But he said he's doing this for his fellow Canadians since this promotion is in Canada. And of course, Brian Cage, I mean Muscle McGee's body slams Congo Kong. It was so awesome to see. And of course, he took the money. The $3,000. Then we jump in with, another pr- with a promo by Tommy Dreamer, playing by Trump, Tommy Dreamer, who's pissed that they actually stripped him of the title. We've seen that before. And then we had the next match was DJ Too Large, played by Moose. Facing against Captain Joystick, played by Joey Ryan, who had his uh, valet, Miss Mile High, played by Kira Hogan. Yeah, interesting names by by Joey's character, Captain Joystick. <laughs> but of course, in, during this match, they tried to do that whole Eddie Guerrero move, if you guys recall. Eddie used to grab a chair, try to pretend he's going to whack its opponent. But what he does is that he hits this chair on the floor and he tosses it to his opponent. And when the ref turns around, he sees it. But in this case, it was strange. Joey had the chair. He tosses it. And he throws himself on the ground. And then DJ Too Large actually didn't know what to do. So he decided... You know, who can play this game? So he actually um, hit the chair on the floor. Then he puts the chair on himself on the head and he throws himself on the ground. Make it look like the Captain Joystick actually did it, which was so hilarious. 
But you can never top Eddie Guerrero's style. Trust me. You can't. Unless you've been a big fan. And of course, uh, DJ Too Large took the win. And then there was an interview in the back. And you know how that goes. Then we go to a blindfold match. Consisted of Cowboy Colt McCoy. Portrayed by Eddie Edwards. And Gama Singh. Uh, I don't know who, who one of the members of the Desi Hit Squad but it was great, you know, I loved it, you know, um, McCoy is like the American hero, Canadian hero, however you want it. Then uh, he won the match. When he was about to do the interview, you had, um, he was attacked by the Russians, played by Mike Elgin and Mad Man Fulton, which was crazy. It was like, we're back, and since we're in the 80s, we're back in the Cold War. Then the promoter, former wrestler named Scott Demore, will play by Scott Demore. Shows up, tried to stop them, but of course they attacked them. And they, while McCoy is laid over the floor, they put the Soviet Union flag on top of McCoy, which is crazy. And then Demore says that he will get his payback against them, that no matter what the doctor said, he's coming to get his revenge, which was great. And then we jump in with the main event with for the International Commonwealth Television title. Like I said, consistent of, of Julian Cumberbund, Played by Ethan Page, with Sonny Sanders played by Sammy Callahan, and Downtown Danny Brown portrayed by Willie Willie Mack it was a great match. I loved it the way they portrayed it. Uh, Sonny's evil role as the manager, that kind of thing was great. I loved it, and it was like some funny moments. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I, I I hope they do more of this thing because that keeps me entertained. But of course, Downtown Danny Brown took the victory, and Julian Cumberbund. He's out. So that is a great way how to put in a good show, a good entertainment show for us fans. If you guys are not a wrestling fan, then you guys are missing out. If you are, if you haven't seen Impact yet, you guys are missing out. So hope you guys get the chance to see it. But let's move on to the next promo. We got AEW Dark. Now, if you guys haven't seen AEW Dark... These these are dark matches that they throw in for AEW when they go to Dynamite. Now, after their main card, at the end of the show, they throw in about maybe four matches for the fans. And this has been going on for quite a while now, since they first started. So the first match they start was with Trent versus Pentagon Jr. Now, let's put a little note here. Um... Trent Barreto, you may have known him as a member of the Best Friends, but recently he's now been making headways as a single competitor, and you've seen that too with Pentagon. But um, I mean, sometimes we gotta see how these guys can do things as single competitors because you may never know if they if they duly have potential to do things on their own. We don't know. But it was a great match. Seen, I know Pentagon has done a lot of single competitors away from his brother. Ray Phoenix as the Lucha Brothers. Trent, I'm not sure, but he right now is impressing me, and a lot of fans are being impressed too. So we just got to see. And, of course, Victor goes to this was Trent. Then we got uh, a women's match. But first, I did a little um, video about Shauna, who is a Portuguese-born living in France. Uh, she's been in a wrestling business for almost 13 years. And she explains about how she has 
been going to different places, how she struggled, and many promotions have turned her down, rejected her, and of course one promotion said that her weight had added to 10 pounds on TV, which was, to me, that's disrespectful. She was about to quit, and this took place in October. Coincidentally, was around the time AEW Dynamite was about to debut. And she gets a call from Kenny and asking her to join. And of course, she thought it was all a dream, but turns out it was all real. So even if, so, she was like living that fantasy world. Of course, we had Big Swole. If you guys don't know who she is, she's like this tough girl with muscles. You know, great match, seeing it. I was like really hoping Shauna can press me more because I feel like she has shown more potential whenever I see her either on Dark or Dynamite, but it was great to see her being in this. And of course, the victor goes to Shauna. It shows Shauna she well deserves to be recognized and follow her dreams being in the wrestling business. Then the next match we had was Awesome Kong alongside Brandy Rhodes against Leva Bates alongside uh, Peter Avalon, the two librarians. And this match was a squash match, if you guys know who Awesome Kong as Leva Bates is. And of course, as always, uh, Austin Kong took out Leva Bates and Peter Avalon. And then um, they took a lock of hair from her. You know, the same story if you guys seen it recently. Then we jump in with the last match, which was a title match for the AAA Mega Championship. Now, if you guys have never heard of this title, this is title is from the Lucha Libre AAA, which is a promotion down in Mexico, which is their version of the heavyweight. Kenny is the current champion for this. And uh, he decided to put this title on the line. And he faced against Jack Evans. Now, Jack Evans has been in AAA before. He's been a single competitor and tag team competitor too. So it was a great match to see those two. I mean, it was like... You have a lot of people talk about Kenny, about his role being in AEW. But I think he wanted to prove that he can put this title on no matter where he goes. And pers- on a note on here, uh, Ray Phoenix was the previous AAA Mega Championship. Reason is, is because he hasn't put the title on the line for a year. He's been out of action as a single competitor, mostly doing stuff with his brother in and outside of Mexico, mostly here in the United States. So that's how it is. But Kenny really pulled through and displayed his uh, match on this. And he will continue to put this on the line as much as possible. So that's it for Dark. I hope you guys can see it. So they normally uh, premiered on Tuesdays. I'm not sure if it was around 5 they actually throw it or 7. I don't know. But keep an eye on that on YouTube. Then finally we jump in with NWA Power, which happens every Tuesday. And uh, this was an interesting episode. Um... As you all know, people were criticizing this because of what happened a week ago where Jim Cornette gave like this sort of racist um, comments during the match between uh, Nick Aldis and um, Trevor Murdoch. But people think this is what they did because no. But apparently Nick Aldis, Eli Drake, confirmed that this was already been planned because we're in the week of Thanksgiving where everybody has to be with their families. And I have to agree with them. I mean, what are they going to do? Just come go to Atlanta to do their videos and then all of a sudden 
not go uh, with their families on Thanksgiving. It's not going to happen. So they jump in throwing a, a clip from Eli Drake where he's at Championship Wrestling of Hollywood, which NW once were a partnership with them for a while until they jumped in with Ring of Honor. Eli, Eli Drake, on the other hand, was there talking about how he's going to get his hands on um, Mr. Anderson, who has been getting on his face. But I think they are going to throw this match on into the fire pay-per-view. So I can't wait to see it. Then they throw some clips called Into the Cage, Thunder Rosa. Now, if you're not familiarized with Thunder Rosa, she's this awesome wrestler out of Texas. I've seen her a couple of times. The first time I saw her was on Sammy Guevara's vlogs. Uh, recently, she's been um, jumping into the MMA game. And she just recently had a very big uh, MMA match. And, of course, she lost, but she put a lot of effort into it. You know, I'll, I know people say, how can you transition to that? You're not going to do any good because we've seen that with CM Punk, but this is different. Punk, uh, in my opinion, I will explain that a little bit in another podcast to talk about transitioning from mixed martial arts to wrestling or wrestling to mixed martial arts, that type of thing. We'll, we'll do that some of the time. Then we jump into an interview with Melina. Now, if you guys are not familiarized with Melina, Melina has been known down in WWE known as M&M. She was a manager for uh, Johnny Nitro and Joey Mercury. And in reality, Johnny Nitro was her boyfriend at the time. Melina came in WWE a, a week ago and she just was involved in a tag team match consistent of Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell. Now, the story goes in this one, um, Marty Bell and was upset with Allison Kane not giving her the chance to face for the title. But Melina had her own reasons. She's saying that you're telling all these wrestler, female wrestlers that they're not ready to face you, that they're not worthy. So she wants to prove that either you are should be grateful you're a champion or if you lose, you should be grateful what you had then. But she also said the reason why she came to NWA was because her name matters. I mean, she is a high-profile wrestler, if you guys are familiarized with her work before then. You know, her accomplishments with WWE, all this other stuff. But I can't wait to see her be in the ring. I really love to see this because Melina hasn't been in the ring, been on TV for a long time. Last time I saw her on TV was... During the Raw reunion. Not to, like this year. And then we jump in with a, more of a match. But there's no audience. That consists of question mark. And Zane Dawson of the Dawson's. Now here's the interesting part. If question mark wins. The Dawson's have to do a little Shakespeare. Do the Sonnet 18. Of course they do it. And uh, it's so funny that the way they're doing it was making uh, Aaron Stevens vomit. Because Aaron Stevens is more of the acting type and he can tell who has a bad acting. But it was great. But I can't wait to see NW power back into its normal uh, state because this was more of a clip show, actually. So there you have it, folks. Uh, this is what I did for Tuesday Wrestling. And there will be more. Uh, next episode I'm going to have is going to be the Wednesday Night War. I'm still waiting on the ratings to come in because I need to know who won the 
night either aw or nxt but we just have to sweep but i hope you guys enjoy this podcast me talking about impact wrestling aw dark and mw power now nwa power i normally talk it on the youtube channel now if you guys haven't got the chance to see the youtube channel or you should subscribe like tell your friends about it i'll be on back on that next week uh Basically, I won't be with Nico. Nico is on assignment on around that time. But we're going to do a special video soon on that one. But we'll just wait and see. So, uh, hope you guys enjoy this day. And we're ready to throw in more podcasts. But enjoy this episode of Tuesday Wrestling. Hope you guys get a chance to see Impact, AEW Dark, and NW Power. So, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. Mwah! And have a nice day. Bang!